You're listening to a weekly podcast made by Miami Dolphin fans for Miami Dolphin fans. Your source for entertaining Dolphin news, insight, and general conversation. Here's your host, Michael Fink. Hey everyone, this is Mike. Uh, the Fin Fans Podcast is part of the DolphinsTalk.com Podcast Network. And it's Thursday, and I'm here with Louis Ragoni. Hello, Dolphins. And Kirk Marks is back with us. Hey, Fin Fans. And today we're going to talk a little bit about our upcoming matchup with the New York Giants. The Dolphins will travel back up to the Meadowlands Sunday to take them on. And we're going to talk about Tom Brady and uh, speculation that, you know, he could potentially be here next year quarterbacking for the Dolphins. <laughs> I'm wondering these guys' thoughts on that. <laughs> okay. And uh, we'll also talk about uh, stinking, cheating Patriots. So more Patriot talk. Yes, more Patriot talk. They're uh, in the news. They're in the news. Okay. And, uh, we'll get into that as, as when the time comes. Um Welcome back, Kirk. Where you been? Up here trying to stay warm. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Well, you know, as cold as you were in uh, Hard Rock Stadium a few weeks ago, I can imagine it's difficult for you. (laughs) Well, we had, uh, I think on Tuesday, it was 61 degrees. Okay. And yesterday, it snowed. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it sounds like our weather without the snow. Uh, Well, one day it's 60, the next day it's 80. Anyway. I hope you have 80 degrees next week when I come back down there. But it looks like yeah. early, like low 70s again. Well, I'm up in Jacksonville. He's down He's down in the warm weather, uh, Lewis is. Yeah, and it, it should be real nice next week, Kirk. We were looking at – we have a party to go to, and it's kind of outdoors. So I was looking at the weather, and it looks like it's going to be in the 70s, and at night it'll be in the 60s. So you're going to get some real nice weather that week, next looking week. Looking forward to it. Mm-hmm. So, Lewis, we yes, did the sir. show. We did the show on uh, Monday, and we talked all about the Jet game, and, and we neglected to mention uh, Fitzpatrick's rushing yardage, which was uh, a big error on, on our part. Uh, would you like to go ahead and say a word about that? Uh, sure. Yeah, sixty-five yards rushing. <laughs> he leads the team in rushing. Yeah, he's he's a beast. Who would have thought that? If I if I I could have made a lot of money on that. That that definitely could have made a lot of money on that. If I told oh. you at the beginning of the season our leading rusher would be Fitzpatrick, mm-hmm. you would have laughed me out of the building. And you know what? We have three games left. I don't know if there's a guy on this team that can even challenge that. Even if they have like three straight hundred yard games, yeah. which isn't going to happen behind this offensive line, I don't think anybody is going to be able to catch Fitzpatrick. So he will go down as our leading rusher for 2019. That's incredible. Uh, you know, it, it goes, it, Mike, it more needs to be said about the effort and what he brings. I mean, we talk about it all the time, but this is just another element of his game that he brings to the that table. That was the element that we expected Tannehill to bring. Right, exactly. You know, the mm-hmm. athlete, the wide receiver, that's what we expected from him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it, it just didn't it just didn't translate. It didn't. And, you know, the big difference between the two, and, you know, Tannehill's playing great, by the way. He is. No no, no doubt about it. He's got a very solid offense around him. He's got good coaching. He's got a really good offensive line in front of him. And he's got a good running back that other teams have to prepare for. Exactly. He's playing at, at a very high level right now. But the difference between Tannehill and Fitzpatrick is is just what we just talked about, is the fact that Fitzpatrick recognizes 
when it's just not there and he knows when to take off and he knows when to step up in the pocket and move around and create a positive out of a negative. Whereas Tannehill just continually took sacks, put us in second and third and longs over and over again. And uh, that's, that's the big difference between the two. I mean, if you look at what Tannehill did over the last few years compared to what Fitzpatrick is doing this year, that is the biggest difference in their game. There's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. You know, just yep. recognition. Simple as that. Well, hopefully Tannehill's over his troubles and they can beat the uh, Texans a couple of times uh, that they play him the rest of the season. Mm-hmm. Kirk, have you watched them at all? Tannehill over the last few weeks? Yeah, I have watched him. Mm-hmm. And, and what are your thoughts? He just looks comfortable. He looks confident. It definitely has to do with the pieces that he has around him. But he looks good. The only the only still thing is you you see here and there that he still doesn't have the greatest pocket presence. But on that team, he doesn't seem to need it. No, they they've got players well, around. Their, their play but... action is much more effective, and uh, that helps him. So mm-hmm. that, that's what happens when you have a, a good running back. Yep. So let's let's talk about. Uh, there's some speculation, and it's nothing but speculation. Uh, somebody who says you know there are Patriots insider says there was some talk uh, that Brady could end up with the Dolphins next year, and they were you know giving a bunch of logical reasons why they felt that could happen. Uh, if they draft Tua, he's going to need some rehab time and some adjustment time, and he gets it on the bench for a year, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So. My question to you guys is this. Would you be comfortable watching Tom Brady quarterback the Dolphins next season? Kirk, you want to go? Yeah, I'll go. Kind of got mixed feelings on that. I got it. It's just like rooting for uh, Thurman Thomas in a Dolphin uniform from back in the day. Uh, <laughs> I wouldn't mind having him, but it's, what good is he going to do if we don't have the pieces in front of him? But as far as you know, his knowledge and maybe having a chip on his shoulder and wanting to go go back and try to beat New England, or if it was going to help us out, that's fine. But I don't want to destroy a salary cap either for that. Well, it would only be a one-year thing, so it really wouldn't hurt the cap. It would hurt next year's cap, but they've got plenty of money next year, so I don't think that would be a major issue. The thing with me is I I, I would have a real hard time just even watching him, him behind our center. Uh, I just don't like the man, and I, I, you know, I never have. It's just I, I don't feel like I don't know if class is the right word because maybe I'm being unfair, but I, I just I see him on the football field, and he's he's not somebody that I look up to on the football field. He's a great quarterback, and and he's definitely talented. Maybe he's on the decline, certainly, but he's just not an athlete that I have a lot of respect for. What ridiculous scenario would bring him here in the first place? Is he not on the contract next year with New England? No, he is not. He's not. Okay, so why in in God's name would we even consider bringing him in? When well, we- you've got O'Shea here who used to be his offensive coordinator. and You know, it all ties together that way. Right. Well, here's the thing, Mike. Okay. You've got a guy in place right now in Fitzpatrick that, as far as I'm concerned, you can't have a better person here with, with, with a young group of players. Uh, he's a great guy. He's a great team player. Uh, they have some chemistry developed between him and Parker and Williams. That's obvious. You can throw Gesicki into the mix as well. Why would you even mess with that in any way, shape, or form? There's no need for it. You got Fitzpatrick here on the contract next year. I'm fine with him quarterbacking. If you look at their numbers this year, and you may think I'm crazy, and there may be people that are going to listen to this and think I'm crazy, but 
I've watched a lot of Brady and the Patriots this year, and uh, he's got some decent players around them. And I got to tell you, what Fitzpatrick is working with, he's actually looked better than Brady has this whole season. And again, people may think I'm crazy, but just watch some of the Patriot games and how their offense has played this year. It hasn't been very good. And if you throw in the fact that Fitzpatrick is working with a lot less around him, then, I mean, it, it just doesn't make sense. I, I don't want any part of that. I can't see Brady in a, in a Dolphin uniform. It's never going to happen. <laughs> um, it, it's, you know, it's just, it, it's, it's, <laughs> it, it's put into play for shows like this and for NFL Network and maybe some, you know, some newspapers to get some write-ups about. But that scenario is never going to take place. It's I, never going to happen. I don't think it will either. But I mean, you can you can connect some dots and say, okay, well, maybe this is a possibility. You know, you can. But you know, you you've got Rosen, you've got Fitzpatrick, and I'm not saying either one is the answer. But with those guys under contract, why are you going to go and upset the apple cart? Absolutely. Uh, just either play one of those guys or, or play the rookie that you draft, assuming you draft a rookie. Mm-hmm. Leave Brady to go out on the pasture, you know, and do do his thing. Right. What? How is he going to look behind this type of offensive line? I mean, He'd Fitzpatrick's able to create. We just talked about that right. at the beginning of the show. Well, Brady, Brady is not bad at creating either, but he he has a different method to his creating. He, yes. He's you know he'll he'll roll and throw it out of bounds, or he'll he'll uh, throw it at somebody's feet. You know he'll he'll do that, and he's good at that. Yeah, he is. He's good at moving around in the pocket, Mike, but, but he's this, not this gonna, is a whole different Right. He's, whole he's, different not gonna gain, he's not going to run for a bunch of yardage. Exactly. So, yeah, I mean, it's 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 ridiculous. Sorry. Yeah. I don't think that uh, he would even consider it unless in free agency or something we had start to put some kind of offensive line together anyway. Right. Because why would he want to come down there and just get crushed? Well, no, yeah, but, you know, you're probably going to have to give him twenty five million, thirty million to, to even consider it. So, right. You know, we, do you do you want to part with that money next year? No, you know, that's the question. So, no, that's what I was saying about the salary cap money. I don't yeah. want to. I pay mean, they'll have you know they'll have well over a hundred million. So it's not like they couldn't afford it if they wanted to. But um, you know, you got to pick your poison. And if it's me, I'm doing exactly what was just mentioned. I'm putting that money into into linemen and, and into some of those surrounding pieces. Yes, and, and exactly. uh, trying to make Fitzpatrick's job a little bit easier, or the rookie's job a little bit easier. However, that works out. But let's talk about the Giants, uh, Kirk. You studied up on their defense. I did study up on their defense, and uh, it's not that great. <laughs> <laughs> Luckily, <laughs> it's not that it's not that good. Their rushing defense, they're ranked twentieth. They give up uh, close to 115 yards a game. And they're passing D, they're ranked 26th, and they're giving up 261 yards a game. But one thing I found interesting was their leading tackler is their free safety. <laughs> that's, wow. never, that's, never a, that's never a good sign. I mean, we know because we had years with Rashad Jones leading the team <laughs> in tackles, and it was usually a fairly bad defense. Yeah, but at least, at least Rashad was the strong safety. Yeah, true. This guy is the free safety. So there's a lot of, <laughs> a lot of stuff happening yards back. Off. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot happening back there. Uh, yeah. Their main sack guy is their strong side linebacker. That's Marcus Golden. He has eight and a half sacks, which is respectable. And on the other side, they have Lorenzo Carter, who has three and a half sacks. Um, they run that 3-4. They have Leonard Williams and Dalvin Tomlinson and Dexter Lawrence. And then uh, Golden, Ogletree, Mayo, and Carter or their linebackers, but there's nothing special there. 
their one defensive back that's pretty good is Janoris Jenkins, but I saw that uh, he didn't practice because he has an ankle injury. So I don't know what's going to happen with him. But he was their uh, main guy in the back. He has four picks. So I'm not overly impressed. I think that, you know, there, there's going to be some scoring to be had in this game. It's going to be a balmy 48 and partly sunny up here. <laughs> so anything can happen. But I, you know, I'm at the point now where with the Giants in Cincinnati and where we're sitting draft pick wise that I just have a funny feeling we're going to beat them, which I'm always happy when they get a win. But I don't, you know, I'm really fighting myself inside right now because I saw where if we would have beat the Jets, uh, what we'd have fallen into the top 10. Yeah, you, you, you probably would have fallen to eighth or something around there, and, and I don't think we want to do that. But, you know, I mean, there are other people that feel the exact opposite. They want to win at all costs, and they don't care where we end up in the draft. So just a matter of your perspective. Well, I always want to win. And you you, you told me a few times I'm always the optimist. But I just I, I don't know. With their defense, I think that Fitzy can have a good day. I think he can throw the ball around, but it all depends on who's catching the balls now. I was too. just going right. to say that. You That's know, what who's, I was going to be throwing well. to. You know, that, we mm-hmm. don't know. You know, we don't know uh, anything other than Albert and uh, Parker is still in the protocol. Okay, so we'll That's what I was going to we'll, ask. Yeah, we'll have to see what happens there. Yeah, that's a key right there. I mean, if it, you're going to see much of the same in regard to uh, what we saw last week, if in fact those two guys aren't on the football field, Isaiah Ford and Hearns, right? Right. It's, it's going to be somewhat of a struggle because there's just not much there to work with. So we got to hope that those guys somehow get back on the field. And then I agree with you, Kirk. You know, we will have somewhat of a, some offensive players out there that can make some plays and maybe get us into the end zone a few times. If we don't have them, it, it's going to be a struggle for us. Yeah, they're going to they're gonna have to do offense. something with Gesicki and also uh, Laird out of the backfield, maybe throw some, you know, throw some passes that way. Mm-hmm. It'd be nice to get one of those receivers back at least, but uh, and we got that other kid from from the Eagles, right, Mac Hollins. Yes. <laughs> Who knows about him? I mean, yeah. but he's a body. He's going to be start. He's going to be out there. So we got to mm-hmm. hope that he does something. But I don't. Uh, we can attack that defense, even even without our our receivers. It's still going to be uh, some kind of a game. I think it's going to be a, a good, exciting game just for, with two bad teams. And Lou, you had some. Uh time to look over the offense uh what did you see from the giants offense that should scare us well the key to the whole game is going to be who's starting a quarterback obviously if eli winds up starting i think it hurts us they are probably going to get ingram back as well they're tight end and he's a very very good tight end so they're they're going to be at full throttle if in fact that happens you got barkley in the backfield uh, he's had a subpar season due to the fact their offensive line just isn't very good, but he's still an outstanding running back. He can catch the ball out of the backfield. He, he's, he's one of the best in the game right now. Uh, they're receiving core with Shepard and this kid, Darius Slayton. Uh, I don't know if you guys watched the game the other night, but Slayton is, is the real deal. He's got seven touchdowns this year. He's got almost 700 yards receiving. He's averaging 50, over 15 yards a catch. Uh, he is an extremely good receiver. And then you have Golden Tate as well. So, I mean, they, they, they have players on the offensive side of the football where, where they're struggling is offensive line play. Uh, that's hurt them all year long. But this is an offense that our defense will have problems with. 
uh, especially with the fact that we lost two more guys in the secondary this week that went on IR. So now we're like, I mean, we're looking at guys that were backups to backups to backups back there. I don't even know who we're going to play this week, Mike, in that secondary. Or Kirk, do you guys have any idea who's even going to play back there for us in regard to uh, the secondary? Well, pa- I think Rowe's Ro? okay, right? Right, Rowe. Colbert is a possibility. Right, and Needham. Yep. It will be out there. Um, past Needham and Rowe, I don't know who the other two guys are going to be. Wilts. 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 Yep. He'll be, he'll be your slot. Yeah, so I mean, you know, they're depleted back there. This this is a good group of wide receivers and tight end, and with Eli quarterbacking, you can't really do anything to him that's going to surprise him. He's seen everything over the years. Uh, I would have much preferred us playing against Daniel Jones because maybe you can do some things on the defensive side to where you can confuse him. Uh, he does bring the element of the run where Eli won't, but I think that trade off, uh, you know, it, 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 it hurts us if Eli's the quarterback. Even though he doesn't run with the football like Daniel Jones does, he, he's, he can pick us apart in regard to the receivers he has up against our secondary players. So it's going to be a struggle. And uh, we've got to stop the run, too. I mean, you know, last week, Mike, we talked about this on Monday's show. Uh, you know, I felt going in without Le'Veon Bell that, you know, we'd have an advantage, you know, with our seven guys up front going against a backup running back and the Jet offensive line. And it just didn't it just didn't happen. No, and no, Powell still had a decent game. Exactly. Still, he still did enough. And, you know, Barkley is not Powell. Barkley's much, much better running back. So they're going to have to get after it and they're going to have to put them in long Long yardage and second and third downs, or else we're going to struggle all day. It's going to be a lot of what we saw last week. Um, this is a better offense across the board than the Jets than the Jets were last week. It's going to be somewhat of a struggle for us in regard to uh, going against this offense. I think I think we're going to have some some problems with them, but we'll see. Yep. I mean, you know, you you never know how it's going to play out uh, once they actually get on the field. I mean, how much of an impact will Van Ginkle have? I don't think anybody can answer that, you know. Uh, he, you know, he's a wild card for us. Um, you know, Beagle's been playing pretty well. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, uh, Needham's been playing pretty well. I feel bad for the kid because he's always on the other team's best receiver, and it makes him look a little worse than he really is because mm-hmm. uh, he's not a number one corner. But he's playing pretty well for, you know, who he is. Um, so I don't know. We'll see. Uh, I, I'd like to think our defense can at least be competitive with them. Uh, you don't seem to sound like that's going to be a possibility. Well, I mean, you know, looking at last week's game, Mike, you know, I felt we had an advantage without Le'Veon in the game. And the the giant offensive line is comparable to the Jet offensive line in regard to their play this year. And uh, if they go up and play like they did last week and and not stuff that run over and over again, they're they're going to have issues. This is a this kid is a really really good running back, yes, and um, you know he's he's a whole different animal compared to what we went up against last week. So, yeah, I, I think we are going to struggle a little bit on the defensive side, especially with more injuries, you know, the, the two more injuries that we yeah, had last thin. week. Yeah, we're There's no so, question about it. So yep. I, I can certainly understand you saying that. Mm-hmm. Got a question for you guys. Okay. Looking at next year, would you trade our top two first-round picks this year 
and our second first round pick next year for the top pick in this year's draft so you can take Joe Burrow. Kirk, you can start it, absolutely. I'll, I'll put an end to it <laughs> if you start it. <laughs> All right. Um, I know we came into this season wanting to draft a quarterback, but I do not want to give up two picks and a, and a second round for a kid that well yeah it's out. actually three first rounds to the, the top two this year and the second one next year oh the second pick i, I thought you meant the right. second rounder i'm sorry right i got you uh, all right well without even hardly discussing that no way <laughs> would not do that <laughs> and uh, lewis i can hear you snarling back there well first of all why why is this being brought up is it something that was presented or discussed or you it's know, a hypothetical it's i mean just, look it's they went ahead and they made these trades to put themselves in position to get a quarterback right so my question is now that they've done that and now that they've got those picks and now that it looks like they won't be in the position they'd like to be in mm-hmm. do you think they should use those picks as they were originally thinking and right. that is to help them move up to get a quarterback well, I mean, I think the three picks is a little extreme. I think that if I was the GM and I was negotiating this situation, I would say, you know what? I'll give you the latest pick this year. We swap spots in this year's draft, right? Right, right. So we move up to number one. So they still get four or five or wherever we land from us. We give them our late first round pick which will either be pittsburgh or houston's our very last one so they get an extra one this year and we give them our late round pick next year now in that scenario maybe maybe i'd do it because you're you're giving up you're giving up two for basically what you're doing at that point is you're giving up you gave up fitzpatrick and you gave up tunsil yeah for the quarterback that you want now is that a good trade-off i don't know I mean, that remains to be seen. In my opinion, and I wouldn't do anything at all. I'd just stay put and see where the chips fall because there's some good quarterbacks out there this year. And Burroughs, you know, there's there's question marks about him. There's going to be question marks about any of these guys coming out of college. This team needs a lot. They need an offensive line. I, I mean, in my opinion, they need three players across that offensive line at minimum, if not four. Uh, Dieter hasn't played overly well. I know he's a rookie, so we'll give him some time. But your center has got to be replaced at some point. Uh, your right guard and your right tackle and your left tackle. I mean, honestly, I mean, th- you could replace all five guys as far as I'm concerned. So you have needs there. You have needs at defensive end, both defensive end positions. I mean, absolutely need them. You may need another linebacker, and you may need a safety. There's a lot, and you need a running back without a – We need a lot, Lewis. We need a lot, right. I went down the list, and I named about eight positions that – eight or nine that that we need major – I mean, it's not minor upgrades. I mean, major upgrades across the board at every position that I talked about. So with, with that being said, with all these draft picks that we have, I mean, I don't, I don't want to bank on one guy because, okay, so then you get the young quarterback in here. Well, what do you do from there if you're giving up too much? You still have too many needs on this team. I don't know if it benefits you. I don't think the trade-off's worth it. So you know, I, I went around in a long way to answer that question, but, uh, you know, I, I elaborated on, on why I feel the way I feel. And, 
you know, that, I think it makes a lot of sense. You know, well, there's just you too could, many needs. You could make the argument they have, you know, what, 14 picks or at least 12 picks. So they could they could still draft linemen and, and do some repairing. I mean, obviously, you've got some high picks the following year where you can address the defensive line and some of the other needs that they have. So it's not out of the realm of possibility. It's just do you want to risk those picks on, on a quarterback who may or may not be the answer? Right. You're not, you, Mike, you're not going to get the talent in the third and second rounds that you are in the first round. I mean, you know, that's obvious. I mean, you, you want studs in here. You need game changers. You need offensive linemen that are going to just knock the crap out of the guy across from them. And you need, you need a running back that's dynamic. You need defensive ends that are going to sack the quarterback or at least put pressure on them. I mean, they need game changers on this team. And I don't care what type. I mean, look at Brady this year, uh, you know, with the offense. They're struggling. And I know he's up there in age, but there's a lot of examples across the NFL. When you don't have players around you, he doesn't have Gronkowski this year. Their offense is very average. You know, I mean, you have to have guys around that quarterback. You can't just, you know, have a team with with a good young quarterback and and hope that you're going to win football games. I mean, look around the NFL. I mean, Baker Mayfield has got a ton of talent around them and they can't they can't win football games and when they do they're not they're winning ugly so there's a lot of examples around the league you know that you can look at and see that that is not really the answer to the you know to the to the puzzle in regard to a winning football team a quarterback is essential you have to have a very solid quarterback but um you know you have to have players around them there's no ifs ands or buts about it yep so you wouldn't do it. You wouldn't even consider it. I wouldn't. I mean, unless, you know, maybe you're giving up those two late rounders. Right. Uh, so one this year and one next year to yeah. where you still have your draft picks to put some pieces in, you know, in the place. I got you. you know, so. So what do you guys think of this uh, Spygate 2 <laughs> with the Patriots? I don't, I don't think that they even care. New England just seems to <laughs> do whatever they want and not worry about the consequences. <laughs> I, just, did, uh, I I love uh, Belichick pleading. You know, he didn't know a thing about it. He, you know, he had no idea. <laughs> yeah, no clue. <laughs> yeah, that pleased. You know, Bill, you could say a lot there, but don't tell me you had no clue because there's nothing that happens in that organization that he is not aware of. And for him to even uh, imply otherwise is just, pl- you, you must think we're all idiots. Hey, guys, I wanted to break in here real quick just to ask a favor of you. On the app that you're listening on, uh, if you enjoyed the show, please subscribe to the podcast. Hit like, leave a, a comment on your thoughts of the show. And uh, if you didn't know, we do, we do run a Facebook group. Uh, it's Miami Dolphins number one. That's hashtag one. We talk uh, Dolphins football 24-7, 365. We'd love to have you join us and share your thoughts. And uh, once again, we want to thank you for listening. Uh, let's make it a habit. We'll see you next week. It, it makes you it makes you think that they do it every single week. Yeah, because why does. would you why would you go do that and and videotape Cincinnati's coaches sideline with their I one mean, win? You can't beat them without doing something like that. You would you would think you would think, but you know, and and, and you know, even if it was totally innocent, he, he still knew it had to be going on. I mean, he he had to know it. You know, I mean, there's there's ways to go about it. Uh, you know, I mean, he ha- I guess he had permission from the uh, Bengals to actually do it. Uh, but 
I don't think that permission included filming their sideline during the game. You know, I think it was something entirely different that he got permission for, and that was uh, basically how, uh, you know, they, they were doing it on a feature on um, how they scout the next opponent. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, were you guys aware of the fact that teams can send scouts out and scout signals from the other teams' game prior games? Well, it would be no different than you sitting. It would be no different than you sitting in the stands and watching the game, right? But they're charting and scout, Mike, scouting. Right. They're scouting right. the other teams. I mean, yeah, that's, to, that's going on forever. But it, it, to me, that's that that's horrible. It doesn't make sense. I mean, it, it is. It, isn't that a form of cheating to an extent? To where you're you ever stealing- look on the sidelines when the when the offensive coordinators, you know, calling a play, they always put the card in front of their mouth, and that's the reason they do that because right. they know there's people there trying to steal their. Uh, it, it, it's horrible. I mean, it, it, you shouldn't even have to go to that length. I mean, but the, the bottom line is, is that. They have to know that it's illegal to film. Now, I wasn't even aware of the fact that they could send scouts out to literally watch the other team's sideline for a full game and try to, you know, figure out what their signals are from week to week. I mean, the the point... What they're supposed to be doing is scouting a team on the field. That's what they should be right. doing. Uh, and, you know, I mean, I, I think it's ridiculous. I mean, line up, play football, beat the guy in front of you. I mean, how can you feel good about yourself if you are, in fact, uh, doing something like that? You know, you're, you're not winning the game, you know, just lining up against the other team and beating them in a fair way. I, I, I think it's horrible. And I think that there's been too many circumstances with New England involved to where this is just another coincidence. I mean, you know, you, you've got to start looking at this type of stuff and saying, you know, maybe there's so many other elements of what they do from week to week that that allows them to have a major advantage over teams. Because I've said it for years. If you look at this team and, and the fact that they win year in and year out for so long with the talent that they have had over the years – They've beaten a lot of teams that were better than them over and over again in, in specific games, whatever the case may be. And, you know, you got to start questioning as to how they're doing it. You know, maybe it isn't just the fact that Belichick's a great coach. Maybe maybe he does have a lot of tricks up his sleeve because he sure in the hell looks shady to me, you know, with that stupid hood on. And, you know, he always <laughs> looks, you know, he looks, he looks like, the type of guy that would do something like that, doesn't he? I mean, I, and you know, I'm not, I'm not trying to be funny. I know it sounds funny, but he looks like a shady character. You know, the way he addresses the media and everything. I mean, you know, he's a shady guy to begin with. So, I mean, I wouldn't put it past them. You know, the fact that they're doing a lot of different things. I mean, the, uh, you know, the inflated ball situation, all that kind of stuff, anything to favor them. It's just been one thing after another. So, I mean, you know, I'm tired of hearing. I wish they'd just go away already, you know? <laughs> they're I mean, getting there. Yeah, yeah, I think they are. I mean, I, you guys have been watching them. I mean, what are your thoughts on them? I mean, you don't, do you guys feel that they're, they're going to be there, you know, in the Super Bowl this year? Or even no. in the championship game? I'll never say never, but they don't look yes, like it. They don't. I Kirk? think I think the Ravens are the team that beat this year. Yeah, so does everybody else. Agreed. Yeah. And Kansas City. I think New England New England's on their way down. Agreed. And Kansas City, you know, showed them something going in there this late in the year and beating them as well. 
Yeah. Um, you know, if they did it during the regular season, I know the playoffs are a little bit different, but uh, you know, Mahomes didn't have a great game. I don't think they're complete. Well, I don't think they're going to be home for the playoffs if they keep on the present course. So it's not yep. going to matter. Yeah. Agreed. Agreed. Well, they'll be home for at least one game. I, yeah, I would right, think right. they'd have to yeah. go on the road and they went and beat Kansas city on the road last year. So you're right. I mean, they're, you know, they tend to do things somehow some kind of way to win football games whether it's basically like you said earlier louis doesn't have they don't have gronkowski all they have is edelman yep so you know the the other receivers like the one that they drafted that number one pick he hasn't done anything so he's he doesn't have the weapons that he had and he's getting older Mm -hmm. and the offensive line is playing average they're not running the football well uh, the defense has shown that they have, you know, they, they can get scored upon. Some teams have, you know, they, they've played pretty solid. They, I'll tell you what, their defense has kept them around this this year. Yes, uh, if, absolutely. If, if it wasn't for their defense, you may have seen them go eight and eight this year. Um, yeah. They've oh, really I mean, bailed them out. Know, they were talking about that defense being very, very special in the beginning of the year yes. because they weren't playing anybody, namely us, and. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, we weren't scoring against them, and, and mm-hmm. the other teams they played weren't scoring real well either. Uh, but uh, you know, they're definitely the, that's definitely the strength of the team. It's it's not the offense. So defense wins. So we'll see. Yes, we'll see. Uh, you know, Godchow was uh, our nomination for uh, Man of the Year. Okay, which is the highest honor uh, anybody can win in the league. That's great. Yeah, very so nice. Kid. He is, he is. He is. a good player, too. Um, so it's it's nice to see him get that recognition. I do want to talk about uh, our upcoming schedule. Um, next week, we're going to have our regular uh, Monday and Wednesday show. Christmas week, uh, we're going to have a Monday show. And New Year's week, we're going to do a show on either Thursday or Friday. And then uh, as we go into the off season, we'll have one show a week, which will typically be Wednesday or Thursday. So that's how we're looking. Uh, have you guys got anything else you wanted to add today? I'm pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> There's not really much to talk about. So, Kirk, you're coming down on uh, you're coming down for the Bengal game in a couple weeks. Yeah, I'm flying down uh, Thursday night. You're going to go to that? I, I I don't know at this point. I mean, it's it's up in the air. I have my son coming in, so we'll we'll see how it all unfolds. But yeah, I'd love to go down there. We'll see. You know, if if time is gonna if the time's gonna be available to take a full day, because you know as well as I do, it's a full day. It's a full day out of your schedule there. Absolutely. So I can't wait though. Now that if we if we can't get that first pick, I just hope we just. Uh... Beat somebody into oblivion. <laughs> I don't know how that would ever happen, but that would be really nice to go to a game and just sit there and enjoy it. And there won't be that many Bengal fans there, so it'll be more Dolphin fans this time. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, all a, 16, I'm only 16 of you. Yeah, well, that's fine. That, like I said before, that's plenty of seat and elbow room for me. Uh-huh. Yeah, that that's going to be a real rough week around the holidays. I mean, yeah. boy, oh boy, it, it's going to, yeah, you're not going to see an awful lot of people showing up for that game. Uh, tickets will be readily available. There's no question about $15. it. $15. So, <laughs> yeah, I know, right? It'll be like the old days, right? right. Back in the early 80s. Yeah. $15 ticket to go yeah. to a football game. Oh, my God, that's great. It's almost worth driving down for that. There you go. Well, <laughs> yeah. All right, guys. Thanks for joining me this afternoon. 
Very welcome. Thanks for listening, everybody. And we'll be back uh, next week, right after the Giant game. Fins up, guys. Fins up. Fins up, Dolphins. All right, so that's our show for this week. I just want to remind everyone that the FinFans podcast is part of the DolphinsTalk.com podcast network. 